edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with your co-host, Chris, the fantasy expert. And in today's show, we will be previewing week four of the fantasy season for 2020. So we're recording this on Tuesday. It's dropping on Wednesday, early, early Wednesday morning. And so you'll be able to get access to this. And we'll have all our usual segments today. News, big questions, waiver wire, starter sit, booms and busts. We'll talk about all of that. And um, actually, we're going to have a little bit of a mini trade segment as well. It's not really a segment, you would mm-hmm. say. Yeah. But we're each, we're each going to give one buy low and sell high for fantasy. Um, and I'm excited to be back. We forgot to mention last episode that it was episode 30. So now it's episode 31. I'm super excited to be here. And uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, episode 31. Not a very interesting number yet again. 30 was interesting. I can't believe we forgot. But 33 will be good. That'll be one-third of the way to 100. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about it that we've been doing it for 33 weeks. That's, that's, we've been doing it for over half a year now. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's actually – plus the practice episodes. Like, we're getting to mm-hmm. the point where we're almost – have been working on this podcast for a year. Yeah. Like, this, this is crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's get started. Uh, there was something I was going to say, though. I'm trying to remember. Um, well – uh, Young something. Waiku didn't do that good. Oh, Young Waiku was hurt. Okay, we didn't have to bring this up. I wasn't going to go on a Young Waiku rant. I decided not to go on it this episode, but okay, fine. We'll go on a Young Waiku rant. Okay, so here's the facts. Young Waiku, seven fantasy points last game. Eh, okay, okay, not that bad. It's excusable. It turned out he was playing through an injury. He's playing. He was playing through a groin strain. And he's expected to miss time now. He missed a 48-yard field goal and an extra point because of that. So, according to my calculations, he could have had 13 fantasy points if your league rewards for yardage, like ours. No, it would have been 12, actually. Well, no, because he would have had the uh, – he think about it this way. He missed the field goal, oh, so yeah. he loses one. Then you mm-hmm. add four versus losing one, so that's a five difference. So it's already at twelve. And then for some reason, our league doesn't take away when uh, you miss an extra point. I guess it's only because wor- it's only worth one. So he, he missed an extra point that he could have made, so that would have made it thirteen instead of twelve. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I don't remember what I was going to say, but that's uh, that's it. I'm so mad. I have Young Waiku in our league, obviously, and now he's hurt. Like just when he was establishing himself. How about we, I mean, we're going to talk about them later, but Rex Burkett? Oh, great. Oh, okay. What, why don't we talk about T.Y. Hilton then? If Guys, you're can we decide hear that to... Calvin clown me for putting him, him in my top, top 60? And he, already, and he had 32 points last game. Yeah. Fine. 30. Calvin, Calvin, Calvin do, you think you'd, do, you, do you think you'd ever, did you think you'd ever hear that? Rex Burkett went for 32 points. Well, you I didn't ever think I you'd hear that, it. but, but you, I did. You, I knew. You're telling me I you knew. predicted that Rex Burkhead got 32? I knew he was going to have some big games. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, Anyways. Yeah, fine. fine. Okay, here we, here we go. Here we go. Just for this, the sake of uh, agreement, you're not right about much, but you were actually – I mean, actually, that was a nice – that was a good prediction. That was, I think, one of your only good predictions this year. <laughs> Just kidding. But, I mean, yeah, you actually – I'll admit that you were right about Rex Burkhead. All right, so we will get started with some news. News. All right, so let's get into our news segment here. Um, so the first piece of news, I mean, it was probably, it was expected to happen at some point. It's not good news, but I think it was probably inevitable. The Tennessee Titans have had three players test positive for COVID-19 and five uh, staffers and personnel. 
Um, the game versus the Steelers this Sunday is in doubt. The Minnesota Vikings, who played the Titans last Sunday, are being tested as well. We're not sure about the status of them, although something could come out between uh, the Tuesday when we're recording this and tomorrow morning when this drops. So, But yeah. their ga- the Tennessee Titans' game versus the Steelers this Sunday is in doubt. The, su- the NFL has said that they are – um, intending to play it on Sunday, but since the Titans aren't coming back to practice facilities until Saturday, most likely unless it's like some sort of false positive, um, then the I think the uh, NFL has made contingency plans to possibly play the game on Monday as well. Yeah. So we'll see. It's kind of crazy. I mean, the NFL seemed to be doing so well with this whole COVID thing, with masks, social distancing, all that. You guys know what it's all about. I'm Pretty yeah. sure, or at least I hope you know what it's all about. Uh, but, anyways, I'm, it's just it was an inevitable thing. I think. I mean, you, it's gonna happen at some point. It's a global pandemic. It just kind of stinks, you know. You expected it, but it still stinks when it comes. But yeah, you know, we'll get over it. At the NFL, will be fine, and hopefully, hopefully, throughout the rest of the season, we won't really have to deal with this. Yeah, I mean, the the NFL has done a very good job at handling it, but still, even so, like this was expected. And, um, I mean, they have been setting a strict precedent, which is good. I mean, a lot of people say those fines to coaches were excessive. It was like $1.75 million or something in fines. But, I mean, the only way to truly control it is if you're strict. These, you think those coaches are not, not going to wear masks on the sidelines again? I mean, they're definitely going to wear the masks. And it's like, even if it doesn't do anything. I mean, we know the coaches are tested daily. So, I mean, even if, it, even if they aren't um, – even if they aren't positive, they still want to set an example and they still want to be as strict as possible, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yeah. All right. Okay. So next piece. Oh, go ahead. No. Yeah. We can go on to the next piece. How about, uh, I'll, I'll say it. Dallas Goddard. He has a small ankle fracture. This is really sad for me. I was very high on Dallas Goddard and for good reason, he started doing really well at the season, but now he has a small ankle surgery. You lose Goddard. Or, I lose or, or not a small ankle surgery. He has a small ankle fragu- or fracture. Jeez, I can't talk. He will not need surgery, which is good, but he was placed on IR. Yeah. Um, you lose Dallas Goddard, I lose Young Hui Koo. And mm-hmm. um, Dallas Goddard, I mean, he was playing very well. He was actually, oh man, I hate to say it because Chris predicted he, wasn't he outperforming Zach Ertz? Yes. Oh man, this is so annoying. I can't believe this. Chris predicted another thing. So lucky. So lucky. You know, there's a point when, when those crazy picks that Chris said, all of a sudden they all start becoming lucky, and then you realize that that luck is not is not just luck, but it's. Ty Hilton, Darius Slayton. <clears throat> Darius Slayton has been fine. You can't talk about Darius Slayton until you see more Calvin. Okay, well you said he was gonna be like insane. Yeah, he had he had a huge game. Lucky, listen to the week two podcast. We talked about it. Yeah, Calvin, it doesn't mean that – we don't know that. We don't have a big enough sample size to say that he was lucky. Yes, we do. It's my brain is the plenty of sample size needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said the plenty of sample size needed after talking about my yeah, brain. I, oh, Calvin, man. Calvin and I are talking really weird right now. The, Anyways. Talking really weird, yes. <laughs> oh, man. Do we need to bring about, it up again? Uh, Chris, Sagan, Chris, remember Get Out of English class? Yeah, oh gosh. No, we're not going to mention it. Chris Godwin is from episode, to miss time episode 29 if you want to hear. End of the episode. Chris Godwin is expected to miss time with a hamstring injury. This is pretty interesting. I mean, normally hamstring injuries don't tend to hold guys too much up or up Wait, too what? Much. 
Aren't they? They're the type of injury that. Well, I mean, I guess they don't. No, they're they're a very common injury, but normally they're not like a big missed time or something. But they're very normally. lingering, though. That's the problem. Yeah, the problem is they're lingering. I mean, normally they don't have a huge effect where you're already saying one week, a week before the, or like five days or however many days it is before the games. Uh, you're already saying that he's gonna miss time and that he's doubtful. Normally they're questionable, so the twin is a little bit worse than some of them, but he'll be back in two weeks. In in, I. I think he's going to miss this week, but after that, he'll be back. He's, he's got a Thursday night game, though, so he might miss two games. Mm-hmm. I would say he's yeah, got about a 50-50 chance to play in the game on Thursday night, mm-hmm. and he will miss this game. He's doubtful right now, but yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's yeah, you're right. It's a little bit more serious than um, uh, some minor hamstring injuries that we've seen throughout the year. So yeah, he should yeah. miss at least one game. But uh, by the way, to clarify... Chris was the one who said, get out of English class. Yeah, because I'm really good at, I'm like, do. Really I was correcting him on something. I wasn't, no, I wasn't even correcting him on really grammar. I was really good in English class. I always do really good in English class. <laughs> he does really good in English class. <laughs> but, um, oh man, I'm, why am I, I'm losing my train of thought right now. And I'm getting calls and texts from multiple. I literally just glanced over at my Calvin, phone. Uh, no, okay, okay. No, phone? I'm not texting during the podcast. I promise. Calvin, I literally glancing at your phone. I literally looked over. I don't and even saw, know my phone. You're... I literally, I literally saw. I, I looked over and saw Austin and Will. Austin calls me. Will texts me at the exact same time. By the way, in case you don't know, Calvin, Austin's gonna be really happy that we're plugging his podcast on here. Austin, our friend, hosts. Don't worry about it. It's a podcast. If you search it up, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Mm-hmm. And Will came on an episode way, way back in episode three. That was our only non-fantasy episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this, it was, this it was is a pretty bad episode. Don't take that as <laughs> it a, wasn't as a... bad. It was just twenty-four minutes. It was just a quick recap. It but, was pretty um, bad. I mean, ever, ever ever since we started the live show, there was really no need to make mm-hmm. this podcast anything other than fantasy. So we're giving you your fantasy knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about our next piece yeah, of news? Calvin you, were, <laughs> Calvin, you were right about something. Nick Foles is expected to start this Sunday. Right? Let's go. I, I predicted mean, it. Listen to every single preseason episode where I talk about Allen Robinson. Yeah, I, I liked Allen Robinson too, Calvin. We both had him ranked as a low-end wide receiver. Okay, don't start saying you predicted this about you know, I, I liked Allen Robinson no, just I thought, as much I thought as you Nick, did. I, I said it's going to be a 50-50 quarterback competition, and it turned out where Mitchell Trubisky started – and then Nick Foles came in, so I was kind of right. Yeah, he's starting this weekend right against so, the But I still think he could finish near the, more near that 11 spot, but it definitely helps him. I'm excited to see what Robinson can do. This week, I'm not exactly sure what I'm going to see from him. I mean, he's an obvious start. I think it's going to – this week is going to be a learning kind of game for Robinson owners, but I think that they're going to be really happy with what Nick Foles does. Yeah, I mean, he was so good last game. I'm really happy with this now because I'm, yeah. oh, I'm getting another call. Austin keeps calling me. I feel like I, I think Austin and Will did a trade and they're asking me to approve it, but I'm not sure. So, um, yeah. By the way, um, there was a trade. Speaking of trades, there's a trade I posted on our Twitter page. This was a terrible. This is a terrible segue. I'm just yeah, trying to plug our. I'm just trying to plug our Twitter pages here. Follow us on Twitter at SGF Pod, uh, yeah, at Calvin polls, underscore right? SGF at Chris We've been posting polls lately. Right. Yeah, oh, well, we, yeah, we posted a couple of polls. Uh, follow us at SGFPod, at Calvin underscore SGF, at Chris underscore SGF. That was a terrible segue. I was trying to segue to plug our Twitters. But we posted a poll about a trade right now um, that happened in our league, and we're seeing what people think. 
but um you can follow us <laughs> that was a terrible segue uh, I, I at least i was honest about it though right mm-hmm. like honest that yeah. i was just trying to plug our you know what, calvin here, here's a good idea i think uh you guys will probably if you follow our twitter you'll probably have seen this poll but i think or actually we'll probably release it after the episode goes live i think we'll probably put out a poll asking people we'll put all our waiver wire additions together maybe into one poll and then ask you guys which one is your favorite for this coming week hmm Will we or will we not? I could schedule a poll for right when the podcast comes out if you want. Yeah, sure. That would be kind of fun. All right. I think we should do that. I think, I I mean, it's it's good to get you guys, to get the listeners involved. Okay, I'm not going to guarantee it. What what kind of guys you like to add on your waiver wire. Helps us kind of tune tune to our listeners and figure out what Well, no, because, wait, so we're making our listeners tell us which waiver wire people to pick up, not the other way around. Okay, no, no. Hold on, hold on. We're not moving on. Let's let our listeners decide. (laughs) If the listeners give us feedback about which waiver wire people to pick up, we're going to let the listeners decide for us. And then we'll mention the guys that they like on the show to give (laughs) them advice that they suggested to us. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay point, no more poll point. no more poll <laughs> oh great that was funny <laughs> all right um do you want to move on to uh, the yeah. last piece of news yeah sure all right <laughs> brett i think is Rippian. is that right yeah i'm not really sure all He's i know is start he... for the broncos this thursday against sam darnold i don't think this is really fantasy relevant but i mean if adam gase loses this game against brett Rippian in the broncos he's fired that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just silence. Oh man, let's let the I'm listeners. Kind of, let the listeners this. Wait. Uh, so I, I'm kind of thinking about this. I was trying to remember it, but now I remember. Uh, Field Yates actually tweeted this out. Calvin was telling me about it. So credit goes to Field Yates here. But we are gonna we go from Jackson and Mahomes to Brett Ripian and Sam Darnold. Oh great. <laughs> oh no, that is. This is going to be the worst Thursday night game we've seen in a very long Yeah, that is really bad. And it's even worse than last week's Dolphins and Jaguars. Oh, my yeah. goodness. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, my goodness. Let's, let's let the listener – so before, we're not going to do this next segment. We're just going to ask the listeners, like – and we're, this is just going to be – this podcast is going to end right now. And instead of doing this next segment, we're just going to ask the listeners what they mm-hmm. think yeah. about, like – well, I mean, that's not stupid, asking the listeners about segments. But we're going to ask the listeners who to put in our segments next week. And because we mm-hmm. haven't asked them this week, we're not going to do the segments at all. Yeah, genius. <laughs> They're going to give so us guys, feedback so about we have, it. We have an you evil plan to feedback. make you guys actually give us the feedback. And then we gain all the bragging rights and all the, all the credit for all this info. When it's really just yours, and we just format it into a note sheet and then tell everyone about it. <laughs> I mean, you can give us feedback if you want. I mean, maybe if you make some good points, it'll like it'll appear on the yeah, show with no credit to your points, No, just kidding. On, but on the show, but I mean, I don't know if you make some good points, it might influence us. But it's not like we're looking to you for mm-hmm. our information to give to you. Yeah, <laughs> I think that was maybe one of the best podcast moments we've ever had. So mm-hmm. let's move on. We got a quick trade segment, so no drop for this. But uh, buy low, sell high. We're going to give one for each for trading. And uh, Chris, do you want to start? I guess we sure. all have running backs for this. All four are running backs. Yeah, uh, I am buying low on Leonard Fournette. He didn't really get many carries, but we saw in week two, I think it was, or maybe week three, week two, I think, but he really blew up. And just even though he didn't have that many carries, he did really well. I think that shows that 
Leonard Fournette is a really talented back. Calvin, you said that he's going to start getting the carries in week four. I kind of was on your train with that, even thinking maybe – or you said week three. I think we both kind of agreed that maybe we could push back one week. I'm actually still not sure about week four, though. I thought that we would see a little bit more of a workload out of Leonard Fournette. I know he didn't get over 10 carries, which was a little bit surprising. But yeah, I think that it's a really good time to buy low because especially if you have someone that's like – that's losing games right now and they can't afford to have someone like Leonard Fournette sitting on their bench. They're really going to need to trade him. And so I think that you can buy low for Leonard Fournette and then get him because by the time that if you, especially if your team is doing well right now and you're not, you, you feel pretty confident that you can make the playoffs or if your team has a, a wider playoff racket where a lot more teams make it definitely try and buy low on Leonard Fournette just because as the season goes on, his value is going to continue to grow. Yeah, I mean, it was nice for people who missed the buy low window after he broke out last mm-hmm. week because there still is one now that he didn't do well this week. Yeah, I think there's even more of one because people weren't necessarily just willing to give him up after that huge game because they all kind of caught on, hey, maybe he could be good, but now I feel I like was. They- Guess who traded Leonard Fournette and Julian Edelman both on their my bench? I mean, this was good for the other team too because mm-hmm. they got two starters, but Leonard Fournette and Julian Edelman for Chris Godwin, who's now hurt! Wow, the mood, <laughs> the mood changed very fast. My yeah. buy low, I feel like, didn't I talk about this last week? Oh, no. Here we go again. <laughs> Kenyon Drake. And Kenyon Drake, okay. Kenyon Continues Drake. to be a buy low. Confession, mm. confession time. <laughs> confession time. Kenyon Drake, I mean, he had 4.1 yards per he's carry. He's been underwhelming. Time. Yes. Against Detroit. But he's got arguably an even easier matchup against Carolina. He got the carries. And the other thing is about Kenyon Drake. Only one touchdown this season. That was in garbage time. The wet zone usage, you've got to think, is going to change. Carolina's got a pretty good offense, too. Well, well, actually, no, not without McCaffrey. Never mind. So, I mean, maybe it won't be a shootout. But, I mean, there might be a lot of running game touches for Kenyon Drake. He's getting some pass catches stolen from Chase Edmonds, which I feel like has got to change because Drake is very good in the passing game. Um, I mean, I don't know if they're just – I'm just very confused. He's a good buy low. I think right now, because he can't really go much lower than this, but I'm not really sure about Kenyon Drake right now. He mm-hmm. continues to be confident yeah. in himself on Twitter, but I just don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he keeps talking about his fantasy, like, output. It's like, I mean, there were these people. By the way, when if you comment on Twitter yelling at a player because they, like, lost you a fantasy game, do you think the <laughs> player cares about your fantasy team? <laughs> but, I mean, he still he still tweets about it, and he keeps telling us that he's going to get better, and he never does. So I'm going to go yell yeah. at him on Twitter. But you still want him to buy low. I can kind of agree with that. I mean, especially for people that are really low on him, because there's going to be a few. There was always that a few members in any league <laughs> that are going to jump to conclusions after week three. So I think that some people might do that with Kenyon Drake. But I am way off Kenyon Drake right now. I never – I. Calvin, you were always so high on him, and I never felt like I could comfortably put him high. You know? Yeah. Okay. I, just, I mean, I just we, didn't trust him enough. I, I don't know what went wrong. It's really just Chase Edmonds uh-huh. is getting touches that I didn't expect. But I'm not going to yeah. give up yet. I still have him on my fantasy team. But he's a nice buy low because he can't really get much worse. But I yeah. thought of a good idea, Chris. When you said that thing about a few members in every fantasy league, I was thinking, well, not in expert leagues. And I realized we weren't in an expert league. Wait, I've, but, but here's the fun idea. I know this episode is going very long. Do you want to just really quick draft like 10 experts to put in our fantasy league? Uh, sure. I want Mike Taglier. I want Matthew Berry. I yeah, want yeah. Field Yates. Okay. I, I want, want all three of the fantasy footballers. Yeah. I want all the clout possible pretty much. Christopher Harris because he's a nice guy. 
Yeah, and he was on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So that's seven. And then... How about J.J. Zachariason? Mm, yeah, I like that. Okay. The, of the late round podcast, Christopher Harris hosts Harris Fantasy Football Podcast. At Fantasy Footballers, all three of them host the Fantasy Footballers. Matthew Berry and Field Yates host Fantasy Focus Podcast. And Mike Tagliere hosts the Fantasy Pros Podcast. So mm-hmm. that's eight. We need two more. Oh, and we're, wow. we're going to be in this league too. Mm. Well, yeah, we're like the headliners for the league. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're the big, biggest names. And then maybe, maybe we just like see if like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson want to join, just as kind of like two side members, you know? No, Allen Robinson and Young Hui Koo. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. We got a perfect league, but let's actually think of two more ex. I mean, actually, eh, I mean, now who needs experts when you have Allen Robinson and Young Hui Koo? Uh, I mean, if you didn't make the list, you're, I mean, obviously, almost every fantasy expert in the industry is a great fantasy expert because they, well, I won't even say almost every. Like, you have to get into the industry, you have to be smart about fantasy. Every fantasy expert deserves respect. So, like, yeah, it's if you didn't, we didn't get included. I mean, we were basically drafting for clout. So, I mean, don't feel bad if your thing isn't quite as big as these guys. We were drafting for clout. And, um, oh man, if I can think of another two experts to put in the league. But wait, what, how about we each pick a player? Let's each pick a player. You get to pick your player, like actually. Actually, like I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know much about Allen Robinson, like as a person. So I don't really know if I would put him in. I'm sure he's a nice guy and everything, but like, I want to know. I want someone that I can actually like. I'm gonna take Kenyon Drake because he would be fun. (laughs) Wait, so your pick is like my pick. I mean, I follow Kenyon Drake on Twitter, (laughs) so I mean, thanks thanks for picking Kenyon Drake for me. Wow, this yeah. is going way okay, off topic. Okay, gonna, okay, 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 way off I'm gonna topic. I'm going to think of mine. I'm going to think let's of mine. Go, no, 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 let's go back to buy low, sell high. Okay. I, my sell high is actually, this might come as some as a surprise to some of you, but it's James Robinson. I just feel don't feel like the, the production is going to be consistent, especially in an offense that really only, I mean, James Robinson has been great, but I feel like it's still really a passing offense. They're going to be down in a lot of games. We saw that, that against the Dolphins they really struggled uh I think that that's kind of going to be the game trend going forward and though James Robinson did do well he got kind of two lucky touchdowns I feel like so I'm selling high on James Robinson I think that you can almost get him for you can get him for a you can trade him for a solid RB2 at this point I think and sometimes if people really like him in your league and if you find that guy that really likes him you can even maybe be pushing on getting an RB1 for him yeah, I mean, I like the pick. It's not that I don't like James Robinson, but he's not going to put up 28 fantasy points every single week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on. I'm going to keep thinking about my uh, player, so keep listening to the show, and uh, maybe if I think of some experts, too, I'll mention them. So, basically, I just got Kenyon Drake in the league and didn't even have to use my pick. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. my sell high is Nick Chubb, and this is an easy one for me. Two weeks ago, he faced Cincinnati for an easy matchup, scored two touchdowns. Yes, he's the main red zone back, but... I mean, third down and goal, Kareem Hunt's going to be on the field as the pass-catching guy. Kareem Hunt's very talented. It's not like Chubb is going to get exclusively the red zone touches. Hunt gets more receptions, and the Terries are, I would say, about equal. It's just based on game script. But Mm -hmm. he was supposed to – my prediction was that Nick Chubb was going to be shut down against Washington. But they lost two of their best defensive linemen, Chase Young and Matt Ioannidis, early in that game, and that caused Chubb to be able to run all over them because their defensive line became – came from good to just mediocre. So – and like yeah. that that's not the type of that's not what I was thinking would happen. Mm-hmm. He had two more touchdowns, which is also like you can't have four touchdowns in two games. That's a thirty-two touchdown pace. It's not gonna be kept up. So um Yeah. Yeah, Nick Chubb is my sell high. 
So yeah, I definitely think you can sell high in, on Nick Chubb. All right. Mm-hmm. Nick Chubb is my you, – your agreement is just – so no, no analysis to back it up. You just, just – so oh, Well, I guess you just completely agree with my analysis. It's fair. Yeah, I definitely do. Okay. I think it's – that's kind of a stance that Calvin and I have had on – or, well, actually, we, we used to think that Nick Chubb was really going to be the guy and that Kareem Hunt wasn't – I mean, we thought Kareem Hunt was going to get a role, but not nearly as big of one as he got. And now we're kind of in an agreement that we don't really trust him that much because of the role Kareem, Kareem Hunt's getting. So we both flip-flopped pretty much the same. Mm-hmm. I'd say at the same right. time. So let's move on to some big questions. Big questions. All right. Big questions. Kind of just want to add like someone with a funny name on my team uh, or on my, in my, the league, like Drew, <laughs> Drew Sample. <Okay. laughs> Drew Sample, a funny name. Good sample. Like it's food. That makes literally no sense. You don't know what sample means, Chris. No, I do, but, like, what's so funny about sample? Okay, let's see. Sample. This is the Google Dictionary. Well, no, this is from Oxford Languages. Okay. A small part or quantity intended to show what the whole is like. Wait, no, no, I'm talking about, like, food. What? Okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, a small part or quantity, a sample. Well, yeah, but I wanted, like, a food specific... Wait. I just realized there is no food-specific definition of sample. Oh, no. Get out of English class. Wait, but though that was the funny part because, wait. No, but the whole reason you used get out of English class was because you thought you were correcting me on grammar. But, or no, oh, you yeah, thought, no, you thought I was. No, you get thought in I was. English class, Calvin. You, you thought I was correcting you in grammar, but I actually wasn't. And you just said get out of English class. And then it was mm-hmm. like. Now you're you just told me to get out of English class when <laughs> I literally just messed something up. It's funnier to say get out of English class, so that's the problem. Okay, Calvin, we got to get back on topic, or else this episode is gonna be like two hours long. Who cares? It's fun. Well, we'll make it like an hour and fifteen minutes. That's my bet. Mm-hmm. What's gonna happen with Joe Mixon? I think that he's gonna. Con- I don't think. I think he's obviously gonna rise. He's not gonna continue this, but I don't think he's gonna finish as an RB one. I just don't see the workload there. I expected the Bengals offense to be a lot better and to allow that to open up the running game and even the passing game for Joe Mixon to get, get a lot of catches, which is something that I could possibly happen, but it just really hasn't come through. Joe Burrow has been, I mean, you could honestly say underwhelming. He hasn't really done anything. It's like Justin Herbert has been better than him. I definitely think he'll improve, but right now I just don't trust Mixon. I think that, I mean, obviously as the season goes on, he's going to get better, but I'm not really trusting him. I don't know if I want to have him on my team right now or in my lineup. Well, I mean, I'm going to have him in my lineup. And he's been very inefficient so far this year. It's a very reminiscent of what happened last year. But I don't know if that's repeatable for him to just bring up his production. I really don't know. I think his – but I do think his production is coming up. And I think he's a good buy-low. He's facing Pittsburgh and Baltimore the next few weeks. He's got a tough schedule. But during the playoffs, his schedule isn't that bad, I'm pretty sure. So – like, you just – he hasn't scored a touchdown this whole season. And the Bengals scored 30 points, too, in week two. The yeah. workload is going to come mm-hmm. once the – I mean, he was used in the passing game. It's annoying that Giovanni Bernard is getting on the field for some snaps. Oh, man. I think he's, he's going to go up. I think there's a chance that he gets back to normal because we've proven he can – he's proven he can run wild, even behind a bad defensive line. But I just think it's a chance at this point that he gets back to RB1 production. So maybe, 
I'll say 60, 40, 60. He gets back 40. He doesn't maybe 65, 35. Sure. Sounds good. All right. How about uh, question number two? Are there, are any of the Ravens running back startable? Um, I don't think they are. I think the matchup dependent. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Actually, I. Or if they get, if they get, if they score, like if the Ravens score 45 points, if they are like facing a really bad team, like Miami, you can probably start both of them. They'll each get a touchdown, probably. And, um, yeah, it's like – but if they're facing a yeah, tough actually, matchup – I wouldn't say I'd start two of them because I feel like they have J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Mark Ingram, and Justice Hill. I'd feel comfortable starting Mark Ingram, but that's about it. He's the only one that really matchup-dependent. Probably most of the time, I'd say – or not most of the time, but uh, it's it's likely that you'll be able to start him, I'd say. I don't think that any of the other guys are really going to be startable unless they start doing more. I feel game. like, but I mean, Dobbins, I feel like it's all or nothing with them. Like, especially when Dobbins starts to take, he, he, I guess he won't take a little bit more of the workload. I might, we might see more of a 50, 50 split soon, but I feel like it's either going to be, you start, can start both of them or you can't start either just because, um, just, just because it's going to be so totally matchup dependent. Mm-hmm. If they can't yeah. score touchdowns, if they're facing a really tough matchup, you, you don't really know which one of them is going to do well in a certain game. Yeah, that's the problem right here. It's it's a confusing situation. I mean, maybe one of them becomes really good in a week and one of them doesn't, but it's hard to predict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about question right. three? This is an uh, important question with Dallas Goddard out. George Kittle is still kind of a, a big question mark. Tight ends always seem to struggle a little bit with injuries. Dalton Schultz, Logan Thomas, and Drew Sample, they've been some of the hottest tight ends off the waiver wire, Calvin. Are any of these guys the real deal? Um, oh, I like how you ask that question, except you're like, super fast, but I liked it. Um, before I answer, um, I'm disappointed in Drew Sample because he does not really have to do with food. It's just the connotation of the word has to do with food. But Drew Sample, <laughs> I'm so confused. I don't get it. How can he get 10 oh. targets last week and then catch one? one? And CJ Uzoma was in for part of that game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He catches one pass this week. One, I don't understand. He's not, and that is that is exactly. I mean, I guess what, just... what makes Drew Sample because we're looking for the real deal, right? Someone he's that goes from ten targets to one. He's not the real deal. He's yeah, not. I don't think he's the real deal. How about right. uh, Dalton Schultz? No, because last week I think that one game where he broke out and, and caught nine targets got got nine targets was a fluke. This week he only got six targets when Dak Prescott threw the ball fifty-seven times. I'd mm-hmm. say a normal amount to throw, even for this high-powered offense, is probably. 32 times maybe that's just a rough estimate so he's not going to get many targets so i think he's the guy who's the most real deal here is logan thomas because he's very talented Mm -hmm. yeah and if alex smith plays i actually really love logan thomas as a nice pickup but i don't think alex smith should play because i think the uh, washington football team needs to develop dwayne haskins Mm -hmm. and so as long as that happens thomas is he got like nine targets eight targets and seven targets or something and caught like four four and four he's not going to put up production as long as Haskins is there just because Haskins is so inaccurate. So mm-hmm. Thomas yeah. is the most real deal. He's the real deal with a quarterback change. Yeah, I, I'd, say, really I'd say Dalton are. Schultz is, is borderline. I'd actually disagree a little bit with Dalton Schultz. I mean, getting nine targets and then six targets makes me happy. Obviously, that workload is not repeatable. But even in, in his second week playing, getting – what would that translate if it was 32 targets somewhere – or 32 throws, maybe like four targets. Three or four, That's, yeah. That's not bad. That makes me comfortable having him in my lineup. And I wouldn't saying, call him the real deal, though. Yeah, I'd say Logan Thomas is the real deal. 
That's why I think Dalton Schultz is borderline. Drew Sample, no, not for me. I'll say all of them are not the real deal. Thomas will be if he gets a quarterback change. Or not to Kyle I, Allen. I still, but actually, to, I still uh, think Thomas is right now. I think Thomas is going to be the real deal. Okay, fair enough. Let's go to waiver wire. Waiver wire. All righty. So we are going to do some waiver wire. Oh, yes. A guy on my waiver sheet. Um. Oh, man. Who's like really funny? I, oh, perfect. Chris, it's, he's not a football player, but we're putting Phil Mickelson in our fantasy league. Okay. How do you, <laughs> how do you like the pick? Good. We need to see if he plays fantasy football. Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll go look that up, but you That's want to start with random. your first waiver okay. wire? Yeah, guys? I'll start with my first waiver wire, and it's Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde, with when Chris Carson is in, he's not playable. But for those of you in a running back situation, cough, cough me, uh, then you should go ahead and pick up Carlos Hyde. I think I'm going to be starting him this week, especially if Chris Carson is out. We saw what he did last year with the te- for the Texans. Yeah. we. I mean, yeah, he was actually – it was interesting because he actually was pretty good. I would he say. was one of the best. I think he was an RB. He got one over a thousand year. yards. Like he wasn't that great, but he was pretty. He was pretty. Efficient. Yeah, I think he. Or no, I think he was a solid RB two last year, which is really good for a guy that stepped on and is still quite old. I think that if he plays, I'm definitely starting him. I'm kind of in a sticky situation at the RB position because I trusted Joshua Kelly, to my dismay, did not quite turn out too well. But <laughs> I mean, I am a Caffrey sitting on my bench right now. I just need to make the playoffs, guys, and then I am, I think I have a good shot to win. Yeah, he traded for McCaffrey. All right, right so here's, here's the Brown answer. Are you interested? It, it, about like, Phil, Phil well, Calvin, you realize McCaffrey and A.J. Brown out is like 40 points a game missing. Wait, what did you say? McCaffrey Sorry. and A.J. Brown being out is like missing 40 points a game. Oh, yeah, that's true. All right, here we go. If This is the answer. Does Phil Mickelson play fantasy football? This is from the Golf Channel. Wait, now it just disappeared. <laughs> okay, Calvin, no one really cares. This is kind of an off-topic that we need to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> no, they care. Mickelson. They care. Okay, here, we go. here it is. Mickelson said he's always been tight with the CBS crew. He plays in a fantasy football league with some of the producers and commentators. Welcome to the league, Phil Mickelson. Our final league, Matthew Barry, Field Yates, Andy Holloway, Mike Wright, Jason Moore, uh, Christopher Harris, J.J. Zachariason. Um, Mike Tagliere. Mike Tagliere, yes, that's who I was forgetting. Kenyon Drake, Phil Mickelson, me, and Chris. Oh, that was such a yeah, star-studded so lineup until Chris from, like, came in. Ew. From last place all the way to first place. So we Chris, I'm replacing place, you with Young Waku. No, no, Calvin, Calvin basically <laughs> started with, like, last place. So, I don't know whoever. I think he said Matthew Berry first. Oh, you were calling Matthew Berry last, last place? place? Really? Whoa. Yeah, and then, like, the, his last guy, which was me, is first place. Okay. No, but no, I see. So, uh. No, but you're going to be, like, the annoying part of the league. I'll replace you with Young Waiku. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My second waiver wire guy to get a, to pull us back on topic is Cole Beasley. Uh, he had six receptions for 100 yards with John Brown out. Allen, or Josh Allen has always liked to throw to Cole Beasley a few times a game. Look, wait, wait, wait. Okay. I don't think he's startable, but I think Chris? that his role could develop, especially if John Brown is – especially if John Brown's injury is worse than we think. Chris. Remember in preseason when I was tearing down Stefan Diggs a little bit and I said that Cole Beasley would still be involved in the offense? I mean, he hasn't really been except for when John Brown got injured, so I wouldn't call that really correct. <sighs> he won't admit it. He just won't. 
All right. Anyway, my first waiver wire guy is pretty obvious. Justin Jefferson, seven receptions, 175 yards, and a touchdown on top of all of that. Wow. Last week, I mean, he was he didn't really have a strong camp. He seemed to be destined for fantasy relevance. I'm literally like this year, I'm literally reading our urgent ads article, basically. By the way, if you want to, um, these podcasts come out on Wednesday. If you want to find the guys, read about the guys who are going to be off waivers by the time you hear this on before the, you, before waivers clear. Like if you want to read on Tuesday about the guys to pick up who are going to be gone by Wednesday, you can go to sites.google.com slash view slash second and goal fantasy and go to the urgent ads tab. But I was basically mm-hmm. quoting my urgent ads article right there. I mean, Justin Jefferson seemed destined for fantasy relevance this year with his less than stellar training camp. And then he really broke out, got, I think, nine targets. This is – you can't really expect this to continue. I think, though, he's definitely worth an ad because, I mean, while we don't know if this will continue, he, obviously yeah, this kind of production won't. But we don't even know if he'll be good again this season. But mm-hmm. he, there's a good chance he will be very good, the ne- like the next Stephon Diggs in Minnesota. And so the, you definitely have to add him. Yeah, I wouldn't say good chance, but I'd say there's a chance. Yeah, and then I'll do my second guy since you did two in a row. Brandon Ayuk is my second guy. He's more of a short term because when Debo Samuel comes back, there's a chance Ayuk is still the wide receiver one. But, I mean, he'll still be less involved. He got eight targets last week for five receptions and I think 70 yards. But he also ran for a touchdown and got three carries for 31 yards, I believe, which isn't sustainable. But, I mean, if he can play like Debo, that's a little bit of a boost to his fantasy value. I mean, those aren't eye-popping numbers, but they warrant being added to a fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they definitely do. All right, your third guy, Chris, is McCole Hardman. Yeah, this is because just watching the Kansas City game, Andy Reid really liked to incorporate McCole Hardman into the offense, and that's mm. a good sign for me. We know McCole Hardman is talented. I'd say he's really fast. Sometimes he struggles with hands. But if Patrick Mahomes throws him a few deep balls a game, which is what they were looking to do, it seemed like. It almost seemed like he kind of – had more deep ball uh, opportunities and more deep routes than Tyreek Hill. That's a good thing. We know Mahomes likes to throw deep. He has tons of arm power. He's good at scrambling out of the pocket and finding guys deep. So he's worth a flyer. Yeah. I mean, not the best waiver wire pick, but this is a thin waiver wire. So we don't have much to work Mm -hmm. with and it's, it's not bad. So let's move on to starter sit. Starter sit. All right. So, Starter sit. Number one, Corey Davis. But first, I mean, he's facing the Steelers. We are assuming A.J. Brown does not play. And I just realized he's facing the Steelers. So I'm changing my answer from start to sit. He's had a couple of good games. I think he caught five passes last week. But, I mean, against the Steelers, I don't feel like – I feel like he's not that talented talented enough to get past them. He was quite a bust in the draft until he really broke out this year. So uh, it was good to finally see that. But, I mean, if A.J. Brown – even if A.J. Brown doesn't play, Corey Davis will probably be shut down by the Steelers. And if A.J. Brown does play, I feel like he doesn't even warrant consideration at all. Yeah, if A.J. Brown does play, I'm not even considering Corey Davis. Right now, he's very borderline. I think this is a good question that a lot of people are going to be having that picked up Corey Davis when he started doing well at the beginning of the season. I'm actually starting Davis. I think that he can fill that a wide receiver role that kind of classifies a guy as, as – fantasy relevant or so wide receiver two I'm talking that's like kind of 13 to 24 range so top 24 he's in the top 24 and even though he's facing a tough Steelers team I think that having Derrick Henry there is still going to allow the uh the Titans to open up the field and still be able to hit their receivers I think that they have the perfect offense to counter this really good Steelers defense yeah I think 
Um, I mean, well, wait, no, I mean, I'm not agreeing that they have the perfect offense to counter. I mean, the Steelers showed they could shut down a guy like Derrick Henry a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago in shutting down Saquon Barkley. So obviously mm, not. This, that's a big difference. I would. Not they're not the because, same type of player because but the thing is the Giants don't have an offensive talented. line. The Giants don't have an offensive line though. That's the one thing. The Titans have an offensive line, and that's why I think that they can really do well. I mean, okay, but it's Saquon if, Barkley if, if, if who got Barkley, 15 carries for six yards. He had a third I mean, yes, of a yard did, per their carry. Their offensive line is also really bad, Calvin. You, I don't think I know, but like, 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 if you watch that game, shutting down even yes, Saquon Barkley. No, 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 no. If you watch that game, Calvin, if you watch that game. It was all the it, the only reason that the Giants weren't that Saquon Barkley wasn't able to get going is because of the Giants' bad offensive line. No, but he, he has had that offensive line for a while, and room. still proven that he can produce like one of the best running backs in the league. Every time he got the slightest bit of room, he was hurtling guys, juicing them. He was running all over the team. He just never had any room. I think that Derrick Henry is going to have a good game. Okay. No, How about, I don't. Uh, another one. We've got Joshua Jackson. Kelly. This is interesting. I'm going to start him. And this, you may say that he's on my fantasy team, but he's playing a uh, Tampa Bay team. <laughs> you may say that he's on your fantasy team. I know he's on your fantasy team. He's, he's, he's facing a Tampa Bay team that's probably going to – I feel like this game could end up in a shootout. The Chargers have been playing some great ball lately. Justin Herbert's been good. I was really surprised to see the workload that Joshua Kelly didn't get last that's week. He, he I was fumbled. I, was, I think – Calvin and I, we can both say that we were expecting more. We were really excited to see that he was still in the wa- on the waiver wire in some leagues. Adam as one of our guys last week. Oh, yeah. But right now, I mean, I think he's a start for me just because the potential and the workload. They really didn't run the ball that much compared to the first two games. Uh, I think that Joshua Kelly, Kelly's role is going to only continue to develop. The first two games, Kelly was just as good as Eckler was. And only in the third game did we really see that big difference. But that's kind of expected. If game script goes towards Eckler, I feel like he can, he has that big play opportunity. I don't necessarily trust Joshua Kelly with that. But the Chargers like to feed him the ball. So I think in a game where, in a game where I think it's going to become the norm where they're both getting some work, I'm willing to start Kelly. I'm going to say I'm not, but it's very close. Just because we don't know. I feel like... With Justin Herbert, this offense is going to be shifting to a lot of short passes to Austin Eckler. I think he got like 11 catches last week or something. So that's only just why. But he's if you're in a desperate situation, sure, you could start him. <laughs> Chris is mad because Chris is actually mm-hmm. starting Joshua Kelly. But, I mean. Yeah, I, I, well, I am in a de- desperate situation. I have Christian McCaffrey sitting on my bench. Oh, really? Wait, I never knew that. Well, the listeners, or well, I guess I already told them, but they might have forgotten. Exactly. I literally, that was being sarcastic because you said that like a few minutes ago. Okay, um, number three for starter sit. Oh, I guess I'm going start again. I'm start for the first three. Chris, well, my, Chris is the, I'm Chris start is, for four uh, of the five, and the one guy. It's going to be funny that he's my only sit. Um, our third one is Gardner Minshew. He's playing Cincinnati. That's what really put me over the edge for him. I don't think that that Cincinnati defense is going to be able to contain him. I'm starting Gardner. I love how Chris just talked over me, but he was literally, I, I know I that the thought, the thought flashed in his brain when I was telling him all, all about, uh, wait, what was I even, oh my gosh. What were we talking about before Gardner Minshew? Mm, fantasy team sarcasm. Oh yeah, I, I know the thought, get out of English class, flashed. Oh no, I actually didn't think about it. That's kind of funny. Oh, you didn't? Mm-hmm. Chris just thinks about that whenever I correct him on stuff. <laughs> it's like, you were wrong about T.Y. Hilton get out of English class <laughs> all right well anyway yeah I think Gardner Minshew's a star also because he, he yes he really broke out in the first couple of weeks 
wasn't that good last week against Miami, but he's got another sweet matchup. I think that's just a coincidence. He'll get back to his uh, good playing ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, this might be a higher scoring game than people think because Gardner Minshew will probably be able to keep up with the Bengals' offense, which is pretty good. Yeah, so, the Bengals, I wouldn't say the Bengals' offense is that good, but I think that Gardner Minshew and his team, which has been surprisingly good, I, I think they're going to be able to get a running game going. So this is actually a good game for James Robinson, too. He's definitely starting going. Mr. Zellai. <laughs> Don't even consider maybe you that, should but... sell him high after this week. Yeah, Get maybe maybe you should us. wait after this week. Actually, that that is actually a smart move. I'm glad you said that, Calvin. I didn't really think about that. That's something we've got to consider. If you can hold on to James Robinson for one more week, and but I mean he's still not a bad sell high now. After another big game, I think that he's going to have. At least we didn't completely bamboozle the listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, C.D. Lamb is facing Cleveland and. Chris, you're sitting him, so why don't you explain why first, and then I'll prove you wrong. Yeah. Uh... Oh, and you're sitting two people, by the way, because the final guy you're sitting, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, but yeah, C.D. Lamb. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I'm very confused. Never mind. The final guy's the funny guy that's kind of uh, surprising for those who have listened Phil for Nicholson. a while now. Yeah, anyway. What? Okay. CD Lamb, Lamb versus uh, Cleveland. Dak Prescott threw 57 times, and CD Lamb only got six targets. That just worries me. I feel like the production's not there. Michael Gallup had a good game. That's going to help his value. Dak Prescott was looking to him in a good game, a tight game, and I think that Amari Cooper still has a bigger role than CD Lamb. I mean, obviously, I still think obviously. Michael Gallup does. And if unless CD Lamb continues to prove that he's the wide receiver too, there, I'm not really trusting him to. To be a startable guy. He has proven that three straight weeks. I feel like. Wait, how did Gallup no, do he, last week? He he caught six receptions for like a hundred yards. Okay, so and a he touchdown. had. He, he, but Ceedee Lamb had two games that was better than. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he hasn't I think proven CD, it to me. Gallup's I can't good, go but Gallup's good, but Ceedee Lamb is more talented. They've proven that the, the argument against a Gallup, I would say, is that or Lamb is that Gallup has more chemistry with Prescott, but Prescott has proven that he has chemistry with CD Lamb too. Mm-hmm. And also, you're saying he caught six passes last or five passes last game. That's true, but he's had five or more receptions and 59 mm-hmm. or more yards in each of his yeah. first three games this year. So he's been very consistent. Hasn't had a touchdown yet, but that should probably change. So I would say he's a borderline start. Yeah, I'd, he's very borderline. I'm throwing him on the side though. What do you mean throwing him on the side? Get out of English class. What? Okay. You said you said I'm throwing him on the side. On the sit side. Oh wait, you didn't say that. Yes, I did. You, you just can said go the back side. and listen, Calvin. You can go back and listen. Okay, wait. Let's pause the recording. <laughs> All right, we're back. No, just kidding. We never paused it. But um, uh, so let's move on. Rex Burkhead versus Kansas City, and it's kind of funny that Chris is arguing sit after all. Yeah, I'm arguing sit, but I was so right. I'm going to admit it, guys. I made the claim. You, Everyone laughed at me. No one thought Rex Burkhead. Rex Burkhead was off of everyone's radar. I th- I think I might have taken him out of my top 60 at the last moment. Ah, get wrecked. <laughs> he didn't actually do it. There's no proof. There's no written proof. There's no written proof. Yeah, there, there's vocal proof because I talked about it on the podcast. You were very vocal about Rex Burkhead. That's true. <laughs> very. Calvin always was like, what? 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 And then Calvin sees this stat line, 32 points. Let's go, Rex Burkett. I'm so happy. Um, they're not going to be running the ball him. that much anymore. Just they had, he had Oh, by the way, Damian Harris was in your rankings, but Rex Burkett was not. Really? 
Oh, well, actually, I, I don't mind that because I still think that Damien Harris is going to be good. Um. But wait, <sighs> you, were, you were arguing against Burkhead? What? No, you were arguing Calvin, I'm the only one that had him even near my top. No, no, no. no you, I'm talking you... About you were arguing against him just now in starter sit, and then you just like. Oh, yeah. I was arguing against him. He's not going to continue to have three touchdowns or anything like that. The uh, Patriots, what was it, 257 yards they ran for? That's not going to happen again. James White, I think, might be coming back, so I think that'll hurt him. I just don't think uh, Rex Burkhead is startable, and I feel like some people are going to fall into the trap just because he had one big game. Yeah, I mean, I think Newton's get, Cam Newton's going to get the ball a little bit more. Uh, in a shootout, they'll probably pass a little bit more. I mean, Burke had caught some passes, and but I think there might be some more passes to some wide receivers, even though Newton does like to rely on Burkhead, and he won't mm-hmm. repeat his three touchdowns, so he's a sit. It's kind of close, though. Yeah. All right, definitely. so let's do booms and busts. Booms and busts. All righty. Booms and busts. Close out the episode. One more segment. Yeah. Let's do it. Chris is like, I'm going to get out of here. Gotta get ah! out of here. Get, get out of here. Got to get back to English class. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Number one uh, for me is Miles Gaskin. Oh, wait. I guess I should say that this is under the booms category. Miles Gaskin. And I am Woo-hoo! loving this matchup against Seattle. This is going to be a high-scoring one. The Dolphins offense looked great against the uh, Jaguars the other day, which was kind of surprising. Uh, Seattle has a terrible defense right now. Jamal Adams is out. I mean, that doesn't really affect the running game that much, but I just think that this is going to be a really good game for Gaskin. I definitely think he's going to get into the end zone, and what's going to be a high-scoring one in a, a game that's going to be closer than some people think. I don't know if he's going to get into the end zone, though, because Mr. Jordan Howard already has three touchdowns. They love putting in Jordan Howard at the goal mm-hmm. line right when Gaskin's gotten over there, and it's painful for fantasy managers to watch. But yeah, I feel, I feel like he's Jordan Howard's pace on the regular season. 85 carries, 64 yards, 16 touchdowns. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's because if they use him at the goal line, it's hard to get a high mm-hmm. yards per carry. Yeah, it is. True. I mean, my guy is also another Dolphin, Devontae Parker against the Seahawks. And my the things in common with my two booms, they've both been putting up solid numbers, but no really breakout games have happened just yet. That'll change. The Seahawks' defense is like 32nd against wide receivers, even with Jamal Adams. Oh, wait, did you mm-hmm. say Jamal Adams was out or something? Yeah, he's struggling with a pretty bad groin injury, I think. Oh, I He'll see. Be okay, that makes some sense. time. Well, then Parker, um, Parker should break out this week. He's, yeah, he's I like not like pick. a deep ball guy, but he's like an intermediate. Honestly, guy. I really, I really like the Dolphins' offense this week. I don't think that's a thing that I'd say much, but yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick guys is startable. I mean, I, I can't, I can't blame you if you start Ryan Fitzpatrick and you want to go for a bold move like that. I mean, I understand it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, same here. It's, it, I think Fitzpatrick could have a big game. Parker should have some big plays, and that should be fun to watch. But. Um, my second guy is Amari Cooper against the Browns. He's also had, he's been pretty consistent, but the target share has been there even more than Parker's. Now he's facing this very exploitable Browns secondary. I think, um, when Cooper gets involved, Cooper gets involved and like Prescott, if, if nobody can stop him, Prescott's going to be looking to his number one wide receiver very, very frequently. Yeah. And so Chris, your next guy is Alan Lazard. Yeah. Alan Lazard. Uh, I'm happy to put him back on the list. Calvin and I, or no, wait, Calvin, do you remember how high I was on Alan Lazard, like way before anyone had heard about him? No. 
Aaron the very Rogers. beginning of the season, like when my first ranking. Well, I know. Out, I, I agreed with you about that, though. Oh, yeah. No, we were both, remember, we were both really high on Alan, Ro- or not, Alan Lazard. Not like, really high. Time. I mean, because Alan Lazard had never really proven himself, and he's yeah, not I know, doing but, that but well we this year. I remembered what Aaron Rodgers we, said. I'll say we liked Alan well. Lazard a little bit. Yeah, and I remember seeing him like Fantasy Pros rankings said, hey, they had him like around 80 and 100, and we had him inside our top 60. Look at where we are now, including him in the boom section. He's playing Atlanta. This By the is way, sure Chris to is be a high scoring game. Not, not sure if those were the actual fantasy pros or just rankings or just Chris remembering wrong. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, <laughs> could be. But uh, Green Bay is playing Atlanta. I'm loving that matchup for fantasy. I have Aaron Jones on my team. But what about Marquez Valdez Scantling? He had one catch for five yards. Oh, right. Oops. Okay. In a high scoring game. So, Bus. yeah. Darren Waller. And. This is – I don't even know, Darren Waller, you should start him this week. It's, it's tough because Darren Waller owners don't really have another tight end. I might be looking to buy him low because he had two receptions for nine yards last week facing Buffalo this week, who's crazy tough on tight ends. Even I mean, Mike Gesicki broke out on them, but that was more of a fluke than anything. Darren Waller should struggle, and I think I'm going to be looking to buy him low after this week. So Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, me too, maybe. I need it. I'm kind of in tight end trouble. I am so unlucky this season. I literally – Traded for Jared Cook, like, mid-weekend, mid in between, like, the, the, what was it, the 425 games and the 820 Sunday night football games. I traded for Jared Cook, and then he got immediately injured the, the in that game. The trade didn't go through until after the game. But, yeah, it, he got literally injured. So, the trade was, it had to go through. It, like, it, it works the way that it goes through after the games happen. So, I watched Darren Wall, or Jared Cook get injured knowing that I had literally just traded for him and there was no way that I could stop him coming onto my team. Nice. <laughs> kind of funny. But anyway, Joe that's Mixon. That's my luck this year. You that's have Joe Mixon as a bust. And, I mean, I don't really think he can bust because his expectations are already so low. Yeah, actually, that that's one thing I'd say. I feel like this is more of a what people thought he could be bust, but I just think he's going to sort of continue. I feel like you could say his entire season has been a bust so far. I think he's going to continue that so maybe not your best choice for some some change in the bus, but I he's going to continue to bust, in my opinion. And then another guy that kind of falls in that category, but actually he had a pretty good week last week. But, I mean, he had two interceptions. There's been buzz about Jalen Hurts. Starting over this, Carson Wentz. Yeah, Calvin, bold prediction. Oh, wait, no, I just failed if on Carson Car- Wentz. Carson Wentz, I, I think he's going to struggle. I think that Coach Peterson is going to put in Jalen Hurts. Mr. Dutton, Tua's never going to play. Tua still hasn't played. I know, but I thought you were just really low on rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, I am, but I am even lower on Carson. That's what shows you how much I hate Carson Wentz. I think you agree with me, Calvin, that Carson Wentz has been absolutely awful, and I don't. We don't. We I, you, you and I. I don't see how anyone can see why that why that would get any better against the 49ers, even with missing pieces. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, still that's a really true. good defense. That is true. I mean, okay, so let's go to my last bust. It's Antonio Gibson. He's been very good versus Baltimore, mm-hmm. but the expectations may be a little bit too high for him. He won't be terrible. He won't be totally awful. Wait, very good versus Baltimore? No, no, he won't be very good versus Baltimore. Oh. He'll be – it won't be awful, but, I mean, Baltimore's run defense is just so good mm-hmm. that they should mostly yeah. shut him down. So That's we'll funny. do a pretty condensed credits here. Roll the credits! As we're done with the podcast, follow us on Twitter at SGF pod at Calvin underscore SGF at Chris underscore SGF. Uh, go to sites.google.com slash view slash second goal fantasy for urgent ads, uh, pre- preseason rankings, preseason articles, 
Uh, we might put up some in-season articles soon, possibly. And um, if you want to rate and review us, you can uh, do so on Apple Podcasts. Go to the website and find you can find all our links there on all our different platforms. If you want, you could help us out and download everywhere that we are. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Music, CastBox, Podbean. You could go... Um, you could go download everywhere. Um, and also, if you want to find our live show, Second and Goal Sports Talk, you can go click the link on the website. Go to the page that says, I mean, Second and Goal Sports Talk. Makes it pretty clear. So uh, that is going to be – is that it? I guess – Yeah, wait. Did you say email Oh, email us at secondandgoalfantasy at gmail.com with questions and email our live show at secondandgoalsportstalk at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's it. This was a long episode, a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.